Good evening, Matthew. Um, my name is uh, Boyd White, and I am the uh, Chief Development Officer of New Peak um, Metals. Uh, we're a junior exploration company listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, um, and we have a number of projects, primarily in the gold space, um, in various jurisdictions around the world. Um, we do have some uh, other areas that we're interested in, that being strategic metals, um, i.e., in this case, um, Tungsten, and we have an interest in a um, an oil and gas company based in Australia. Boyd, lovely to meet you. Um, you're you're new to us. We normally speak with uh, David Mason, but he is well. What is he doing? Is he, he's leaving you. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, David's um, uh, he he has retired. Um, when I say retired, he's um, stepping back from executive role. Um, he's been with the company in an executive uh, position for seven years. And um, I don't know whether you've been in that type of role. It does, it sort of ties you out after a period of time and you need a refresh. So David isn't leaving the company. He's just stepping back and will take a more broader strategic interest in the things we are doing as a uh, non-executive director. Okay, and your CFO's gone as well. Yeah, the CFO's gone too. So um, CFO and company secretary were one and the same person. So we had a, um, a relationship with um, the company that span out or spun out um, uh, New Pig Metals, uh, DGR. So they provided all the administrative services. So they've had a bit of a change, change in the guard. So um, the chap who was the uh, um, company secretary for Sol Gold, Armour, all these other companies and CFO has uh, resigned. So he's leaving, he's transitioning, he'll be leaving the end of January. Um, I've interviewed um, a replacement CFO. Um, we'll have um, another junior account and we're going to step away from the, um, the whole um, third party services and employ our own um, administrative staff. Yeah, so, so that's kind of with that. And so it's, it's, it's happening, but it's all been um, done in a, a very sort of like um, measured and considered way and everyone will be replaced with good quality people. So, so <clears throat> those guys are retiring, they're not being retired. Because I think people are, people are looking into the company and say it hasn't done much for the past few years. It hasn't, it's moved, well, it, it, you know, it's, it's been difficult, right? It's difficult for people to understand what it is the company is, what it does, and also, you know, looking for some kind of success. I mean, did, did the board recognise that too? And, you know, needs to make changes if it has to move forward. Actually, no. Um, the board's been very, very supportive. Um, this was David's personal um, need to do this. So he wanted to, to actually step back. Um, he felt that um, it was time for him to, um, to retire. So that, that's the reason. The company secretary, as I said, that's just um, an aside um, or and CFO. So they'll be replaced. So there's no change in direction and strategy per se, as to what David's outlined in previous um, conversations with you, Matthew. This is more just a, um, a changing of the guard, but, but done in a, in, a, in, a, in a nice and measured way. Right. And because obviously Nick Mather, he, um, you know, of Soul Gold and Arrow and DGR fame, and, and also, I guess, to, to uh, a similar extent, Neil Stewart, uh, Sarah ne Negro, and, you know, or a Cobra, you know, they're used to success. Big, big companies, building companies, making things work. And they've been quite patient here. So what, what is, 
What is it that they want out of this? What is it that you all want out of this? Because it, it hasn't been working so far. So where's the potential? Where's the potential for success coming from? Where's the value going to come from? Okay, so, so there's a number of areas that um, that there will be value. Um, I think you've you've got to remember that um, actually being able to find a gold resource of the the size that um, the Cerro Negro and the Sol Gold um, is fairly rare. Um, so what we do is we look at multiple opportunities and we have a number of those. Some will have to give up. When I say give up, I mean step away from them, not spend any more money. They'll, they don't meet the prospectivity test, um, et cetera, like that. So in terms of um, creating value, yeah, we've, we've been working at this for a while, but we do have a good portfolio of assets. And I think you have to slowly go through. And we're victims sometimes of the um, stock market in the sense that people want immediate satisfaction, immediate um, results. These things take a long time. Um, I think I saw an article just recently about, say, epithermal gold, where they're actually made, they're not found. In other words, you have to spend a lot of time, money and capital in order to, to get these particular projects up. So we've got two of those in Argentina, and we've been working on with them on and off for a period of time. And bear in mind that, um, you know, end of 2019, the resources market looked pretty sad. Um, Argentina looked pretty sad as well from a political and jurisdictional perspective. So we stepped back and said, let's just park that for a while and let's use our shareholders' money to try and create some value in other places. So that's that's what the strategy wasn't that the assets were no good. It's just the timing wasn't right at that particular time. And that's why we went to Europe and to New Zealand. Yeah, okay. So I, th- I think, yeah, when I spoke with David last time, he said that Karchi was... It- the res- drilling hadn't kind of given the results that you wanted and you're you going to park it up. So uh, Finland, Sweden seem to be the order of the day um, now. So what should we be looking at in terms of this new look, this new direction and this new management team? Okay. So so firstly, the direction hasn't really changed, um, Matthew. So we're working um, and we're currently drilling in Finland. Program's about 2,000 metres. Um, we're about... Oh, that's 10 holes. We're, we're nearly finished. We've probably got a month to go. It's been a bit slow due to a number of other factors. Um, and then into next year, we'll get the results back from that. But again, it's not one of these ones we're going to drill and suddenly we're going to find a bonanza. That is very, very rare. Okay. You've been around long enough to know that that's the case. Okay. So essentially what we're doing is we're slowly building okay, what our asset base could look like. And we're also looking at it from a regional perspective. So what will this region look like? And we've got a few permits around there. So regionally, it's quite attractive, but it's not, you're not going to get 2 million ounces or something like that. This is just not the type of asset we've got there. So look to your dragon mining, Mawson, further north. Um, so theirs is gone, but they've got, they haven't got any issues, but they still haven't gone into mining yet. They're still doing some drilling and developing and building up that part too. So this is our current thinking around this is to look at a number of these permits we've got and build maybe something like a hub and spoke, like a central processing unit, and maybe we'll have two or three of these particular resources. Now, a question you always ask is, how do you commercialise this? Where do you get the money? When does it happen? And they're all excellent questions. These things are all about where can we 
extract the maximum value for the minimum amount of money? And when do we exit these? What is the right time? So at the moment, we're still building a story. We're still building some value in Finland, okay? So it'll be a little bit of time on doing that. Then we've got to make a considered decision about what we will do with it. So, Matthew, sometimes it may be best to get in a joint venture partner. It may be best to vend it into a European asset, um, you know, like a company. So there's a whole multitude of different things we can do. But at the moment, we, in, in the opinion of myself and the board, haven't created enough value to actually extract the money that we put into it to date. So that's that's what we're about Um I think you said somewhere, are we, um, what did you call us, a prospecting or um, exploration company or project um, something or other? Well, it was, it, it was unclear. It, was a, it wasn't a question. It wasn't a statement. It was a question, which was because people are looking at this and going, okay, they're picking up assets, they're spending some money on them, and then they're, they're, they're dumping them. David said last time, well, we'll look to monetize those some, somehow. We may farm those out, sell those on because they're not right for us, but they might be right for someone else. That's kind of prospect generating. And then there's the expiration component because you're drilling, right? So, but, but it, it's a case of, I'm hearing a slightly different language from you today, right? You're, it's, it's much more, uh, sanguine and, uh, quite frankly, um, realistic in the sense that it's going to take us time, right? Whereas I think what, what I felt I heard before was that, oh, we've got some, you know, you know, we've got some world-class assets here, and we're, we are going to we're going to create some value from those. Uh, so because the, the, the way the company talks about these things defines the sorts of investors that come in. And if you've got people that come in and go, "I'm going to have to sit on this a long time," you go, "Okay, I'm fine. I'm, I'm comfortable with that." If you've got people with the expectation of it's going to be you know plain sailing, they're going to get disgruntled. And I think that's where your shareholders are at now. Very good point. Uh, just coming back to a question you said, um, as the board lost patience, et cetera. Well, the board, myself, um, major shareholders, um, we, we have a big swag of um, money in UPIC. So, and there's a lot of our um, associates um, who've put money in. So quite a large proportion of our shareholding base are the patient investors. Now, the nature of our market, and I think you, 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 you went on about um, the number of um, shares we've got. Yes, we've got, I think it's up to seven point something billion. Um, we understand that. And that in itself brings in day traders and sort of people in there that will, will trade and are looking for quick fixes. Um, so we're not going to be able to do that. Okay. What we are going to do is be patient. And we're going to, if we say we're going to do something, we're going to deliver on it. So that's what we're doing uh, at the moment. So that's my view um, on the best way to progress these, uh, Matthew. So yeah. I'd agree. And with we you. do have a long way to go. I'd agree with you. That's it all about that. <laughs> that is the best way to do it. Be, be honest with the market about the way that you're going to go about this one. You don't need headlines. You just need to be clear. You'll attract the right sorts of investors at that point, people who are comfortable with that. So, so just let, let's go, let's go back to, um, uh, Finland, if you don't mind. You've got two projects going on there. And, and I, like I say, I don't necessarily want to dig into these today. I'm more interested in the business plan and, you know, the strategy for moving this thing forward. But you've got two projects there. You've, you know, you, you've, you've, you've put out a press release recently about, um, Sutherland, oh, God, Sutherland Maki, my, uh, how do you yes, pronounce Maki. Maki, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's about that's close enough. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> our um, exploration manager speaks Finnish, so he says it way better than I can. So. <laughs> okay, so look, you know, the, the, these are sort of 
they're okay grades. They're okay. They're okay grades, right? But you know, you've got, you've got a second project, which I think David again was keen to tell me about because it was you know ten grams plus type numbers. It sounds much more exciting. But so so why? How do you allocate what little capital you've got and, and prioritize that in, in Europe? Given that's the kind of key focus for you. Yeah. So so Matthew, there's a, a number of different drivers that we have in this. So so some of the drivers are, for example. Um, you can't drill there because you haven't got your environmental permits in place. You haven't got your drilling. You haven't even got your licences. There's a whole bunch. So Finland does have some fairly, um, they're not strict. It's a good jurisdiction, but there are due processes you have to go through. So the Hopovari one that we had, we didn't drill that for quite a while. And it was, it was on our list to do, but we couldn't get onto it and do it because of a whole bunch of permit they're not issues, just permit things that perhaps we hadn't um, thought of uh, at the time. The Satamalaki one, it's it's a good asset, similar to Hopovari, okay, but these things are like looking for a needle in a haystack. So you, you virtually you've got very little at, at um, um, on the surface, and you've got to find that. And this particular style is quite deep. So you look at the dragon mining; these things are small but they can run down to 1,500 metres. So looking for that is very difficult. So you just have to start to build your understanding. So there's a lot of holes being drilled there. There's a lot of information. Um, we're just building on that now and creating a model and a regional and geological understanding of that particular area. So we will go to Hopavari at some stage, but we need to sort a few things out there. We need to understand why we're drilling there, how we're going to drill, what the geology looks like, does it fit in with our overall view? So they're the things that we're working on now. So we're always collecting data, always taking information, and I think we're creating value by doing that. So whether we take that through to mining or whether we take that through to a package of information that perhaps some of the other mining companies will find attractive and then maybe we can utilise their capital to develop this. So that's still in process and we're, we're slowly working our way through that. But look, it's still, it's good. And the other thing, the other driver I would say that's important is um, your jurisdiction, but in this time of supply chain issues and all of that, so sometimes, you know, you could have the best um um, the best geology, the best particular area, but a really poor jurisdiction, you know, and I won't pick on Africa, but parts of Africa are like that. I mean, it's fantastic geologically, but very difficult to actually get things done. So Finland, all right, may not be the best, but it's still in a good jurisdiction. It's in Europe and it's a good balance to our overall portfolio. So that, that's kind of the view. Work in progress, Matthew. Okay, work, work in progress, great. Um, at some point, you're going to need to go and raise some more money. We, we talked about the number of shares out. We, you're down at seven million market cap. You know, zero point zero zero two share price. It's you're going to need to get some money, but that picture doesn't look good. So you have got to say to people, look, um, it's going to be it's different this time. It's different this time. Um, give us your money. We've got a very clear plan about how to create value, a very clear plan about what we want to do with the business and the assets. Like I say, well, I'm not going to say going to Rusty, Finland, Sweden, um, New Zealand, et cetera. Well, I might come back to New Zealand in a second. You know, you, it's different this time, guys. But trust me. Do you think you're going to get a good reception in the marketplace? Look, 
we, we've raised some money recently. So we raised on a um, private placement 1.6 and we did a, um, a share placement plan, SPP, um, about 800000 So So we've got some money in the bank. Now, we have to go back. So part of the story, particularly in Europe, is the, the European, um, they put about a million dollars into it. So they like our story in Europe. Um, they like both the gold story. They understand now what we have to do, that it's not just, you know, roll the dice, we drill a hole, it's a bonanza, happy days. It's a lot of work involved. But there is an answer there and there is a way to create some value with the gold. And they also like our Swedish um, assets. Um, they are, you know, we've got, um, I'll do a quick numbers and you can make your own mind up on it. But, you know, we have probably about 8 million tonnes as an expiration target, because I can't say anything else, um, at about, on average, that includes about 4.5 million tonnes of uh, tailings at about maybe 0.4% of tungsten, okay, in a relatively small area. So you do the math at $31,000 US dollars per tonne for um, tungsten now. Um, you look at the supply chain, does it all, is it all coming out of China or is coming out of Vietnam? It's all been processed in Europe. So there are some opportunities there. So we have to do a bit more on the math, but we're doing it um, smartly, if, I, if that's a better word, um, in the sense that there is a lot of work. There was a mine there, this drilling that's been done. We're collecting all that, doing a 3D model, and then we're going to do some economics on it, Matthew, something that says, does this, this, does this bad boy fly? Does it make sense economically, commercially? And then what do we actually need to do in order to progress this? And arguably, we'd probably progress it to a stage where we would bring in someone who is an expert in the tungsten field, okay? And there's not many of them around, but that to me would seem like a logical, logical strategy. But to do that too early, people are going to say, well, what have you got? So we really need to build that story as well. So European investors like that. The other thing that they like is our Lakes Blue asset. Um, and I think gas has been an issue. I know you two hundred dollars a meg, uh, sorry, two hundred euros a megawatt hour for gas uh, for electricity in Europe at the moment. You know, China's buying all the gas. Russia's doing so. So gas is very topical as a transition type um, uh, fuel getting through. So um, our European investors um, are very keen on um, on Lakes Blue as well. So that's where they're sitting. And they're looking for value. They're saying, well, okay, I see your assets in Europe. Okay, so they see value in that and they see some value in our um, um, assets, in um, uh, our gas assets, because it's understandable. Then we've got Argentina and New Zealand. So I'll stop talking now because I sound like a blabbering. So. No, <laughs> no, it, it, okay. It, they they may see may see value in it, but you, you've raised let's say no stammer you know whatever two two million bucks right, and you've got you've got your GNA to cover, and you've kind of got your in country um, field work that you've got to do. You've also got multiple multiple projects that you've got to keep going. So you are going to need to come back to market and raise you know another chunk yes. of change, right? Yeah. And yes, I get the focus Finland Sweden. Makes sense, and if you've got Europeans looking at that and going, do you know what? That's like those are good jurisdictions. That's 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 fantastic. More dilution coming for you know patient shareholders. Um, it's that's what I'm sure I want to. I want to get. Down, I want to nail the. Do you know today what you're going to do? You talk about like moving things along and getting the some economics done. 
it's it's going to be so costly for you to do that, isn't it? I mean, how how do you minimise the dilution for current shareholders by going through that process to a point which you you know may may not be economic? So, yeah, well, I think that's the um, that's the risk that you have um, investing in a junior resources company is that we are exploring, um, we're looking to create value by finding something that either someone's not seen or someone hasn't, you know, it's not been there before. So part of our value creation is to go and look for that. Now, do we get it right every time? No. Um, Have we found um, some potential assets? The answer is yes. So if you look at market cap, so, and we have, yeah, certainly our shareholders, and I'm one of them, is diluted down, you know. I've got half a mil in the company in terms of um, cash. So, you know, those things are, um, so I'm well and truly that. But I look at what we've got and I go, well, okay, there is value there. We just haven't found it. We haven't been able to create or commercialise or do something with it as yet. We could be just focused on one particular asset. So there's some advantages on that. But if we get that wrong or we don't, that's what have we got left? It's like zero. So we look at this and say it's a portfolio. And everything you said is absolutely correct. Um Administratively, it's difficult because we're in multiple jurisdictions. We have high levels of um, GNA because of that. But, you know, our directors and senior management take a lot of their remuneration and shares. But, you know, we still have to run separate companies in separate jurisdictions, countries, et cetera, like that. So that is, that is expensive. So we've had a look at New Zealand. We haven't found anything there that, you know, we want to do dramatically, but we've got a good portfolio there. So we're talking with various parties about that portfolio. Our holding costs are minimal there. We don't need any administration there at all. So they're just a list of us. So, you know, we can wait. We don't have to spend any money in New Zealand for 18 months. So finding the right partner there is something that we're working on at the moment. So that's New Zealand. Um, Argentina, as I said before, they're probably the pick of our assets if you want to look at gold assets for size and quality. They just take a lot of money. And um, the share market is not patient when you, um, you're spending money and you're not getting bonanza results. They don't, I mean, they don't particularly like it. I mean, I can list out a number of different um, gold companies where this has been the case um, in Argentina and other jurisdictions. So I think to create the value, we just have to work at these particular assets. If they're not proving to be what they should be, we need to move them on via a sale or park them until we find and we find the asset that's extract, we can get the most value out of or we can create the most value. Does that make sense, Matthew? But that's, that seems, that seems, yeah, it does. But that seems to be the problem is like you keep picking projects which just don't, you know, work out. You know, in terms of the two projects in Argentina, you've got New Zealand and, you know, a whole slew of other projects prior to that. I mean, the, the, the big success you seem to have in your portfolio is the Lakes Blue Energy run by a different company. Yeah, but, but it was our assets. We just vended it into them. So we did a deal on that. So I could argue that, that perhaps if we do that with another company that's got some other assets, that's where we we'll create some value. So, um, so the, the answer is yes. So, so, so what, are they, what are they valued at today? Because you've got, what, tw- well, I think it was like something like 28% shareholding before the um, convert. So... What are they worth and what's that worth to you if you sold? 
So, so they're, they're, um, they're about to, well, subject to raising the capital, the ASX set a can relist. They will relist um, with about 46 billion shares at 0.1 of a cent, so 46 million. I mean, because can't, you can't get any lower than that. So their market cap will be 46 million. Now, they've got good suite of assets, all right, which we will own 20% of 46 million. So you can do the math on that. Okay, so 21.5% of it to be exact. So there is some value. Now, that's been written off our balance sheet when they were um, suspended. So that'll come back on our balance sheet. So at the moment, the market's not valuing that. So it'll come back on our balance sheet. So that'll be some creation of value because they are shares, they are disposable. Um, we can do something with those. How we do that, not sure. Now, our other assets... That's the type of model that we could do with those. We can take those and put them to... Um, so to give an example, say our European assets, we could take those, um, vend them into a company that's going to list in a European exchange and rather than have the shares back um, or have new pick hold them, we could do an in-species distribution so our shareholders actually get shares in a listed company in Europe. So that would give them some value. So they're the things that we're continually thinking about. It's just a question of how do we utilise the capital we raised in order to get these assets to a stage where there is some value that is seen in them, okay? We might see them, but the market doesn't see them, and you've um, you know correctly outlined that you know, there may be some disappointment. Um, I, personally, I think that there, there's a, a good opportunity for us to take those assets and do a little bit more with them, and that's what we're doing. And we have raised money, so um, you know people do see that we can do something. It's just we haven't been able to get that one particular asset that everyone goes, "Wow, that is fantastic!" So, yeah. Um, yeah, but and the, I think the other big thing that people keep starting to say to us is when you've got companies of this size talking about multiple assets with multiple jurisdictions, they don't know where you're where you're focused, and they're a little bit distracted. So if you were Sweden, Finland, I think people would get it, and obviously with a with a with a position in in Lake Blue Energy. But it, let's be honest, you know, New Zealand, Argentina haven't worked out. So park them up, stop talking about them, and people might know what what you're focused on. Yeah, uh, I could argue that um, New Zealand, um, New Zealand, that's fine. We'll, we'll park that. We tried that, you know. Um, but Argentina, um, it really is, they really are good assets. We just haven't done enough work on them to be able to show why they're good assets. So we're, we're going to drill next year in um, Las Apenas. Um, you know, we're at 51%. We'll go to 71 75%. That'll give us some value in it. Once we've drilled, okay, we'll be able to say a little bit more about that asset. Catchy, we're at 35%. We'll get up to 51% next year. We're doing geophysical work because we realise it is a large area. So how do you smartly create value there? It's perhaps not drilling. Perhaps we don't have um, the money and the time and resources to drill 60,000 metres or 20,000 metres or something on those lines, what that asset needs. But what we do have is the expertise and the knowledge to be able to go down there and do geophysical other works and be able to show to potential joint venture partners, this is where the value is in this and this is what you can do and this is how we can you know, move this project forward. Okay. So... It's not new begin. Well, it is new beginnings in, in a way, but same plan, different team. Yeah, 
same plan, different team. We'll move the plan along, you know, and um, as all good things in life, you, you there's a lot that you don't know. Um, you have to stay relatively flexible. So um, we're going to keep progressing in the way we're doing. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work, I'm the first person to say enough, let's look for something better or let's do something with it, let's sell it, let's, you know, all those type of things. And, and that's what we're trying to do. So rationalisation, but you can go too early. Matthew, trust me, I've seen you can flip assets and then next time someone else picks them up and you go, wow, what happened? Yeah, that was there. And timing's another one, you know, gold's starting to get a pickup, inflation may change that. All of those things will all impact on um, the value of the assets that we have today. Brilliant. Boyd, thanks for coming on and explaining what's, what's been going on, what the focus is. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay in touch. Let's know how you get on with the, with the, with the obviously, the chilling up in, uh, in Europe. Um, be delighted to take that phone call when you, when you uh, call us. Thank you. All right. Fantastic, Matthew. And thank you very much for your time and patience and listening to me. Okay. Cheers.